Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 132. We're your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Hello. How so, are we doing? How are we doing? Um, any plans for Halloween at all? Yes, it is uh, right now where we are recording on the 17th. So we still have a couple of weeks. But um, for those of you who may not know, it is my wedding anniversary. So Eddie and I usually go out to do something fun and Halloween-y every uh, October 31st. And generally, it is Disneyland. But with all of the crazy changes and um, uh, the the increase in prices of uh, annual passes, which are now called mystery keys or not mystery keys, something key, not mystery. I can't remember. Now I need to know. But anyway, <laughs> we haven't had um, passes for quite some time and everything's closed down. Our favorite restaurant, uh, Steakhouse 55 used to be the place that we would go. We wouldn't even have to go into the parks. We could just go eat dinner there. And they closed down during COVID and have decided to not reopen. Oh, wow. So, no. I know. I'm super sad. So uh, no Disney this year. Um, and of course, we didn't do Disney last year because it was closed. But this year we are going to go to there is a winery in Long Beach that um, apparently is the only winery in Long Beach. And they are having a Halloween themed party, um, costume party. And there's going to be um, sangria specials and a DJ. And it's like only from five to 10. So that's not too far past my bedtime. But um, generally, we try to do something on that day. So that's what we're going to do. That's awesome. I think it's called what? the waterfront or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, when I haven't looked, but when does the 31st happen? Is it like it's a, a Sunday? It's a Sunday. Cool. Right on. What about you, Jen? Any plans for Halloween? Uh, I want to throw a Halloween party here. Uh, with, um, uh, with some of the friends that, and my friend who's here too, as well. Uh, cause I love Halloween and, um, I really want to like cook up a storm or something. Ooh, that sounds like fun. So that that's in the works. Like fun. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there's going to be no Halloween Hoenn this year. As there wasn't <laughs> last year. But I'm trying to see if I can get a slutty outfit on. I used to hate them, but now I appreciate them. And it's just sometimes you got to hoe when you want to hoe. <laughs> that's just, awesome. You just don't need Halloween as an excuse to be a hoe. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is true. You can that is hoe whenever you want. <laughs> it's a regular hoedown. <laughs> um, Yeehaw! <laughs> um, I am actually gonna pass out candy. I am gonna finally, after all these years, I'm gonna be finally the house that passes out full size <gasps> candy bars. Full size candy! Ooh, you're yes. gonna be the. Favorite. I'm gonna stop by your house on the way home. I'm gonna be the belle of the ball. <laughs> Are you gonna dress up? Um, I was thinking about it. Like I, I do have some latex, um, liquid latex that I have from many years ago that I hope is still good. I still have some blood. 
Um, so hopefully maybe I'll do like some kind of like scarring of my face or like demon kind of like look or whatever, or maybe like I'll seal off my eyes with, I don't know, something really <laughs> freaky, something like my face is melted off or something, but that does require cool. a lot of time. So yeah. like, I'd have to like, maybe work on it a day before and then just glue it on the day of, or start working on it from midday and just like wait till the layers <laughs> dry. I don't know. But uh, usually I use cotton and then I, I um, dab it in latex and then I like place it on and then um, I blow dry it. And then I just keep layering until like, Oh I wow. And then after that I put makeup on and then the blood goes in at the end. So nice. Very exciting. Yes. So, um, yeah, I want to totally do that. Um, I don't know if I'll dress up. I maybe just wear a mask, but I'm definitely going to be the one passing out full size candy bars. Yay. You know, Eddie and I had lived in an apartment for so long that we never had the opportunity to do that. And now that we live in a house, we actually are never home on Halloween because we're always out having dinner, celebrating anniversary stuff. So I never even know if kids come by. Obviously, oh. last year we were home and nobody came. But <laughs> before that, I don't know because we're not home. So Aww. I hope you get lots of kids. Me too. It's always hit and miss. Sometimes I'll. OK, so when I say I bought candy, it was pretzels shaped wow. in Hollywood, <laughs> Halloween <laughs> shapes. Um, and we didn't get people. But then when I didn't get any candy, we got a bunch of people. So it's yeah. like totally hit and miss. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and see yeah. what happens. And if, if they don't sell, I'm going to send Jacob with the candy bars so he can sell them at school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, now it's time for Chisme de la Semana. And I got some chisme. Um, it's, chisme? it's not like that super juicy, but I think it's kind of noteworthy. So apparently uh, Wonder Woman 3 uh, is going to be Gal Gadot's last interpretation <gasps> of Wonder Woman. And, wow. And it will be the last Wonder Woman ja uh, Patty Jenkins will be working on as well. Really? Uh, yeah. So I, I know you guys know that Patty Jenkins will be directing uh, for Disney uh, some kind of Star Wars movie. I no, believe. I didn't know that. Yeah. So she's going to the competition. So, um, yeah, so that this is the last the last one They they greenlit it right after uh, the release of WW 84 84. And um, they still have no real plot point that they can release to the media. They, they have uh, not released anything, any details. And I don't even think they've even began filming yet. And they're saying that they're speculating that Wonder Woman 3 won't be coming out until maybe 2023 or 24. Oh, okay. So, uh, but yeah, that's the very last installment. We'll see Gal Gadot uh, reprising her role as Wonder Woman, which is kind of sad, but it makes sense. You know, I can see that. <sighs> kind of sad, makes sense. How about tapping into the hundreds of other female characters that exist in the DC universe. Like Wonder Woman is the only one that people know. And there are so many others. So I'd like to see a full length feature film on, uh, on Batwoman or Batgirl or freaking Big Barda, like something cool. Oh yeah, totally. That would be totally awesome. Um, 
what was I going to say? Also, I know that I don't know if you guys have seen the teaser from uh, The Flash. No, I think they're going to go. I know a lot of of DC stuff came out this last weekend because fandom was happening. Mm. Yeah. Also, they did a release of of uh, the Batman, the new Mm -hmm. Batman with uh, the Twilight dude. That that just came out too. It looks pretty good. I the Twilight dude. The twi- <laughs> Twilight dude. Of Twilight dude. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be his new hit single, Twilight dude. Um, but yeah, no, it, it looks good. Uh, stuff looks good so far. Yeah, so. I haven't seen it, but I've heard that it looks decent. So uh, I it keeps coming across my uh, Facebook timeline. So I'll have to I'll have to bite the bullet and uh, take a look. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's fair to say that dc's turning out content and stuff so we'll wait and see what uh, what comes up and what happens and how how it happens and if it's good or not so yeah i'm excited about that so that's that's my cheese well i it's not cheese cheese but i definitely think it's worth mentioning because i know there are a lot of people who may not have seen this uh announcement the last week Um, And when you don't really have uh, a lot of comic book outlets on your Facebook or that you're following or getting emails or Twitter or whatever, you might not know. But just in case, I'm going to tell you and remind you that we finally have a release date for Saga 55. Oh, my God. Ryan K. Vaughn (laughs) came out and uh, said that it is going to be out January 2022. So he came out sometime last year, maybe even the year before, to be honest, and was like, okay, there's going to be, we've only have half the story and there's going to be a whole nother half, which was 54 issues um, up until right now. And so number 55 will be out in January. If you have it on your pull list, make sure it's still there because it's been gone and inactive for so long. And it was a huge cliffhanger that this storyline ended on um, in issue 54. So if you don't remember, reread the story, uh, familiarize yourself with where we left off, and then put your orders in for that 55 of Saga. Ooh, how exciting. 2022. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) That's cool. All right, guys, it's now time for On My Radar. Kristen, what's on your radar? So it is October, and of course, it doesn't need to be October for me to share with you my favorite genre of comics, which is horror. (laughs) And I have to tell you that DC has really been um, really been putting some really cool books out there under their DC Horror Presents uh, imprint. And the latest one that I want to tell you about is called Soul Plumber. And Soul Plumber actually came out on October 5th. So it's already been out for a couple of weeks. But it is um, from the creators of the last podcast on the left. Now, I don't listen to that podcast. But um, I keep hearing a lot from these people uh, on this podcast. And apparently a lot of people do listen to it because we sold out so quickly of this number one. And there is a second printing coming um, in November, um, which we have ordered. But um, this particular book is about this uh, this guy named Edgar. And he's kind of like a a kind of loser on all facets of life and he actually is a quote-unquote like man of god 
he went to seminary school, but um, didn't make it, um, was kind of disgraced. And he falls into uh, following this like evangelical dude on TV and has the opportunity to go see him live. And when he goes to see him live, he witnesses what he thinks is the secret to delivering souls from the thralls of Satan. And so that um, like gives him so much like, oh my God, I'm going to save the world. So he goes to sign up and he's like, I want to be part of this thing. And the guy's like, okay, it costs like $500. And Edgar's like, what do you mean $500? Obviously as the reader, we see that it's just a, it's just a scam and it's not real, (laughs) but Edgar has it in his mind that he wants to be a quote unquote soul plumber. And so he goes, he steals the, Uh, he steals the um, the what do you call it? The specs for building what he thought he saw this machine. And he builds one out of just random stuff he finds like at the junkyard and stuff like that. And uh, he builds it. And lo and behold, if it doesn't freaking work. And that is oh the God. premise. And that is the beginning of Soul Plumber. Again, I am such Oh, a weirdo when it comes to the kinds of comics I like. I'm a huge um, Garth Ennis fan. Um, I like some Remender. I the the uh, the new I I shared with you um, that one book called Oh no no Ar- uh, Bar- Barbaric, uh-huh. which is kind of in the same light. It, the more crass, basically, is what I'm saying. The more I like it. And Soul <laughs> Plumber is right up that alley. It is, uh, let's see, who is it written by? It's written by, I don't know. It's under mature though. It doesn't say here in the article that I have who it's written by, which is very weird that it doesn't say that. Um, But I loved it. And of course we sold out. We had people coming in to the shop looking for it for days after it came out. So um, I highly recommend it. Only number one has come out. Number two, second printing will be out in November. And then you can pick right up along. It is a limited series. And uh, I honestly can't wait to read number two. Oh, cool. Right on. That sounds pretty good. So, but that title though, Soul Plumber. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Soul Plumber. All right, guys. What time is it? Kristen. Es la hora de la cervecita. And I'm so excited to, I would say, read this book. (laughs) Taste this beer because it's been sitting in my refrigerator now for I don't know how long, staring at me with a, uh, what is it? Like a, I want to say a panel, a covering, an art that just says mystery flavor with a whole bunch of question marks. So it is a mystery. You look at it and you're like, what am I drinking? I don't know. I won't know until I open it. But then you turn it around and all the information about the beer is right there (laughs) on the can. So I'm not really (laughs) sure why they went to the trouble to put mystery flavor on the can if they were just going to put the information on the back. But here we are. It's for the aesthetic. This, yeah, well, it worked. This, (laughs) this, uh, who is the brewery? Actually? Pariah. 
Oh, Pariah. I thought that was the name oh of the beer. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, the beer is called Mystery Flavored. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this is from Pariah Brewing Company. And yes, it's called Mystery Flavor. And it is a Berliner style Weiss wheat ale. Listen to this. Brewed with dried lemon, raspberry, and strawberry. Mm. So it says, this here is our second foray into the delicious world of session sours. And we're pretty darn stoked about it. This is a tribute to one of our favorite candies, the lollipop, packed with real dried lemon slices and then, what is it? Then dosed with uh, copious amounts of raspberry and strawberry puree. It is bright, tart, and crushable. It has raspberry, strawberry, dried lemons, malts, uh, Pilsner, white wheat. So it is a 4.2 ABV and it tells you right here on the can, you need to drink it within 180 days of the date code. And our date code is July 14th, 2021. All right. We made it. So we made it. <laughs> it also tells you to enjoy an Augusto glass and it tells you to serve it at 40 to 50 degrees. So let me go get my thermometer. To see I know, if I right? Fahrenheit or Celsius? <laughs> It doesn't say it just said I'm pretty sure it's Fahrenheit. Yeah. Say, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Fahrenheit, but uh, we're in what, America. It's Fahrenheit. Yeah, what is it? <laughs> no practice is sacred. What does that mean? I don't get it. I don't know. I have no, no idea. practice is sacred. I guess like um, there must be like some kind of weird way they did it when they were brewing it that goes against how people were told to brew beer, maybe. Because that's technically oh, maybe. style. Because, yeah. I mean, when you think about pariah, that makes sense. Ah, I just splashed it all over my fingers. So pariah is, uh, it looks like it is located in San Diego. I've actually uh-huh. never seen it or heard of it before. So this is a new one for me. San Diego. Okay, definitely. Okay, it's funny that you can smell sour. Yes. I can smell sour. <laughs> yes. Oh, you can definitely smell the sour. I'm smelling it and it makes my mouth water. So here we go. I'm already mm. prepared to make my face. My <laughs> sour face. Hmm. <coughs> it's you know what it tastes like? Mm. to me at least and it might be because i might not have it cold enough and i didn't pour it in a glass or whatever Uh but it tastes like have you ever dropped a piece of sour candy in water to like try to get rid of like the sourness so that you can just eat it plain Mm. and then (laughs) taking a drink of the sour water water that's left over Uh that's what it tastes like You know, uh, it's weird. Like it for me, it has like a a strong aftertaste, like after aftertaste. Mm-hmm. It it, it um, reminds me of pulque from the pulque is from the magueys. When you open the magueys and you uh, scoop out the water inside, it's pulque, and it it could actually get you fucked up. And then just uh, in recent- I don't know what either of those things are. Oh. Okay. What's pulque and maguey's? Maguey is what they make the uh, tequila from, those kind of spiky oh. plants. 
when you cut mm-hmm. them in the, the pit, you can, there's some water there. It's called, oh, okay. you scoop it out and you can make pulque out of it, uh, which is a type of alcoholic beverage, which I guess is kind of like a kind of, I guess what moonshine would be to pulque oh. is what moonshine is to uh-huh. alcohol. Like you can make it in your tub or whatever. I don't know. Like Ew, my yeah, make it really at home. gross right now. You can make it at home. <laughs> 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 Imagery. No. Um, it's it's pleasant. Okay, so a hundred percent sour, but oh, yeah. not as sour as some of the ones that we've tried. Oh yeah. And I didn't have an immediate visceral reaction. Right. Yeah. Neither did I. Like I didn't make a face or anything. The flavors are there, but just like Jen said, they are very watered down. Very, very watered down. And in a weird way. I don't know how to really describe it. Like there are sours or just beers in general. You can you can taste the flavor. And when we say sweet or fruity or whatever, like I think beer drinkers know that we don't mean super, like super, super sugary sweet or super, Mm -hmm. super fruity. Like it's that hint, but here I got to taste it again. It just seems so understated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think muted or very diluted. And now that you mentioned it, Tara, there is this very weird aftertaste that I'm getting. Yeah. It's not sour, but it's like, it's like I stuck a bunch of cotton balls in the back of my mouth and <laughs> they're just like the taste of the leftover cotton balls is all is all up in my mouth. And oh, my gosh, not- you guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, it, yes. Yeah, I get so that. I, and like, <laughs> I, I don't. It's a very weird child. So, yeah, <laughs> as you can tell. But I think. I'm going to be real. I think I'm a little disappointed because when it said mystery flavors and then it said all these berry flavors, I was kind of expecting maybe something that was like the mystery flavored, uh, is it left? Airheads. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Airheads candy, but like like as a sour like beer. And we've had some beer that's like kind of candy flavored, but sour. I isn't a mom. Dude. Has that Sour Patch series? That's yeah, really, really uh-huh. good. Yeah, uh-huh. and they had they have a like a a blueberry uh, a sour blueberry candy inspired Sour Patch drink. That's really really good, and it's like one of the few sours that I can say that I absolutely like love because mm-hmm. it's really good. And I think I was maybe expecting something like that. I was expecting something that was like kind of like sour sweet, uh, a little bit more candy. So when I drank it and then I got these like muted flavors and like there is some distinct taste in them, but it's very, very diluted. It's like they like, it's like they poured a ton of water. Yeah. It's Uh, very diluted. Like -hmm. they were afraid to let the flavor shine. Yeah. like And honestly, I'm a big fan of, uh, of uh, wheat ale. Yep. And I don't even really taste that to be honest it just tastes like fizzy water <laughs> yeah actually the cotton ball aftertaste that's precisely why i got this is because you know we are very known to be heavy on the ipas mm-hmm. so i wanted to like broaden our spectrum of beers and i thought this can was really you know, you know it, it catches your eye mystery flavor and a yeah. bunch of question marks so it's a like, very impressive can yeah uh, i'm just will... like 
give it that. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of information on the can. So you're not like, like not knowing what's going on. But at the same time, it's a little underwhelming as far as the taste. Um, I mean, I'm continuing to drink it. So the aftertaste, the one that I was saying that was pulque inspired has gone down a lot um, after like five sips. Uh, but um, yeah, I still, um, I mean, I'll drink it, but it's not like something that I'll <laughs> pick up again. Like, yeah. I, uh, I mean, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll finish it. I'm yeah. not going to waste it. I mean, I but mean, it's there's also, been, there's been some sours. I'm like, nope, not going to drink it. But this one is so muted and diluted that I can actually handle it. <laughs> Uh, it's basically your, it's 4.2 ABV too. So it's basically like you're drinking water anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think we're ready to rate it. Okay. So yeah. as a reminder to our listeners, we rate on a five point scale where one is flaccid, two is initial, three is partial, four is full and five is rigid. And if we really like a beer and it's off the charts, that is super Saiyan. Or as our most recent Las Platicas guest uh, uh, shared with us, his off the charts was prom night sex. <laughs> <laughs> Which completely 100% agree. But yes. So yeah. So if, wow. if, if super Saiyan is prom night sex, then this is def this beer, this pariah beer is definitely at home on a Friday night in my PJs with a mud mask on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's still enjoyable though. No, right, but it ain't no prom night sex. No, it's not prom night sex. You're right. You're absolutely right. Um, so this is Kristen, and I'm actually going to <sighs> I feel like flaccid is like such a like dig, like such a like. Yep. Oh my God. And I almost feel bad, but yes. I, I can't even go to an initial. Like there's there's no movement here whatsoever. It's definitely classic. <laughs> it's hold on, hold on, hold on. It's Mormon sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I uh, you know what? Um yeah, I was gonna go initial. This is Sarah, but it's not doing anything for me. Except yeah. giving me like a tiny buzz because I haven't eaten anything, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna go flaccid on this one too. It, it was it actually got points off because it was disappointing. Yeah, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I was gonna be nice and give it an initial, but it brings me comfort that the both of you also thought it was flaccid, so I'm gonna go with <laughs> flaccid. Um, and it's like, it's really disappointing because the flavor could have been there. And I don't know, maybe it's because I don't have it cold enough and I didn't have a goose glass or whatever, but I think that's still a stretch to say that it would have yeah. improved anything of it at all. I think there's definitely like a flavor problem going on. Or there's Yeah. Like, and if I hey, have to go through all this work just to make your beer taste good, then your beer doesn't taste good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's be real. I mean, like, I think us reading the ingredients and you know like oh lemon if you know dried lemons and raspberries and stuff so you're you're being set up for something yeah and then mm -hmm. this delivery was really just lacking i mm -hmm. even the artwork kind of like you know that's exactly why i picked it up was the artwork and then i was like oh, okay this is not a ipa this will be like good for our show blah blah but no i'm i'm disappointed actually 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not, I don't even think it's us uh, refining uh, lack in taste. I think we have impeccable taste. We usually <laughs> pick up on notes of stuff uh-huh. very, very quickly, even if it's not to compliment them. <laughs> yeah. But in this time, it was really hard. Like, they're just... It's there, but it's like, like I said, it's behind like a wall of water or whatever it was that they used. Maybe they put in too much of the wheat ale and it overpowered uh, whatever the um, the added the added fruits and stuff like that, and it like kind of canceled each other out, kind of thing. Yeah, it could have been, um, or maybe I don't know. We got a bad batch or something, but either way, it's kind of like if you let three cans have a bad batch, like bro, you need some quality control. <laughs> just saying and that has been our beer review all right guys now it's time for the book review and what are we reviewing today Ooh, book review so, so yeah i don't have the book so go ahead jen i was gonna say so today we are reviewing uh teen titans Beast Boy Loves Raven by Cami Garcia and Gabrielle Piccolo. So Cami Garcia is the person who wrote it and Gabrielle Piccolo is the artist. Uh, and he did it with Rob Haynes. The colorist was David Calderon and letterer Gabriela Downey. So uh, to give you a brief synopsis of the back, uh, It says, it seems like years, but it's only been a few days since Raven Roth recovered her memories, trapped her demon father, Trigon, in her amulet, and had her heart broken for the first time. But she doesn't have time to worry about the past. She has to focus on finding a way to get rid of Trigon for good. Garfield Logan still can't believe he has the power to transform into animals. But controlling his newfound abilities is difficult, and their unpredictable nature could have dangerous consequences. Knowing his parents kept this secret hidden from him only makes Gar feel more alone. They're both seeking answers from the one person that seems to have them all figured out. Slade Wilson. When their paths cross in Nashville, Raven and Gar can't help but feel a connection despite the secrets they try to hide from each other. It will take a lot of trust and courage to overcome the wounds of their past. But can they find acceptance for the darkest parts of themselves or maybe even love? Oh, I like it. <laughs> so Cami Garcia, uh, she's been nominated for a Bram Stoker Award, of uh, nominated for young adult, uh, young adult author. She's published twelve novels, graphic novels, and has been published in fifteen countries and in thirty-eight languages, which I think is amazing. Uh, cool. She, she is very gifted, from what I've read so far. And um, well, and we also read the the Teen Titans Raven book. Exactly. So we read the book directly leading up to this one. Yes, exactly. Uh, Gabriel Piccolo is a famous comic book artist from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Uh, he's known around the world. Um, he gained fame in 2014 for after his 365 day project of drawing every day. Wow. And le- let me tell you, that is tough. Okay. I know. I was going to say, you know all about that. <laughs> Dude, I mean, oh, my God. I mean, I skipped Saturday and I don't know, I might skip today, but oh, my God, it just it's tough to get in the headspace of drawing, you know. Yeah. But so that's freaking uh, uh, that's uh, amazing. Uh, he has won the Deviant Art Award in 2016. 
and he um he's just amazing i i loved i loved the he has a he has a strong focus on um mythology which i think is really cool and um just he's he's really amazing i've seen a, a bunch of his other artwork and it's really really cool mm-hmm. so that's who um made this book possible so what do you guys think what so you- i really really like the 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 raven one i liked um but i didn't really know a lot about teen titans or raven uh because the raven you see in the little teen titans go is really different than <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's really my only introduction to the character. And so um, I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely dig that she's a goth girl and has all these things <laughs> going on. Um, but I really liked this one oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. I liked it so much. Um, and to be honest, I am not a, uh, a Damian Wayne fan, but I loved him in this book. Me too. I- yeah. And oh yeah. So there is just yep. a lot of, and then I want to know what the heck's going on. There's a lot of mystery in the backside of the story mm-hmm. um, with Slade, and I didn't even know he was married at some <laughs> right? point, and that yeah. this is mm-hmm. his ex-wife. Um, and I was a, had a lot of questions <laughs> about her too. Like her last name is Kane, so you know we all know that Kane is a, a family name. Where Batwoman is Kate Kane, and all this, and there's a Cassandra Kane, and all these Kanes, and like, is she related? Like, I wanted to know more. And obviously, a DC person probably does know the answers to that. But as someone coming in reading this book, um, it really intrigued me and interested me in learning more about DC lore and um the fact that these are ya books and they are um written and designed for young adults and to get them interested into the dc universe i just really love that idea 100 percent. and i love this line of um of books by cami garcia and there's a uh beast boy one that's coming up too so um that's i think just him i want to say but um, either way, I just really, really loved it and loved the story and just was into the story the whole entire time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love the art. Um, I love these colors, the, this color palette that they use, that he used on this book. Um, I really, really love it. I love his, the way he draws all the characters. Um, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> excuse me, as far as the writing goes, um, I love Gar's personality. Mm-hmm. It is super freaking cute. I mean, of course he won over Raven. Um, doubt, I mean, little things like ordering the cheese plate because it's the only vegan thing available in Tennessee that it comes with uh, uh, sausages. Hot dogs. Hot dogs <laughs> because they're not me. That's they're not hot me. dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> finding out there's a Parthenon in Tennessee. Um they go line dancing with boots and cats and it's just super freaking cute um and and i love how you know like for instance when damien puts his hand on his um the sister's shoulder she's like hey back off did i give consent like they they make a point to teach as yeah they're they're teaching as as they're telling a story. So I mean, it's it, I really really enjoyed. It. I love I love every character. Damien yeah. as well. Me too. I, I was I really liked him. Like he's always talking about his mom and dad. 
<laughs> and we we oh I know who they are. So it's yeah. like, oh super cool. And I mean, you know, it just everybody has a distinct personality. Uh, even even the dad, the dad who the demon that's trapped inside Raven, even he has some sort of personality. So mm-hmm. like I really, really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. And <clears throat> right towards the end, I was like, why is it called Beast Boy Loves Raven? Like, I know there's been kind of a courtship happening throughout the, the whole thing, but I'm like, and then at the end, I was like, oh, beautiful, beautiful bow, beautiful bow tie, <laughs> the, a beautiful bow tied on this whole story. But yeah, I, I really, really loved it. Love the whole, I love the t-shirts they wear. I mean, it's just super, super great. And I love that little, that little like hint at the next story with starfire so i'm, I'm oh like, yes where he's yeah. like i'm following a redhead but what the heck is he doing i know <laughs> that's what i wanted what to are we they have, doing yeah. <laughs> what is the purpose yeah what it is it seems like it's all leading up to um uh, like a full like teen titans like team up yeah uh book that's where it's going but uh i will admit that okay so i grew up with the teen titans uh, cartoon series that came out like around 2003 and something like that and that's how I got introduced to the Teen Titans and I really loved Raven because she was goth and cool and she had demon dad so I was like that's kind of that's fucking rad <laughs> um, um and it's really funny because it was uh, like a thing and it was a thing in comics that uh Raven and Beast Boy like end up together and like they're a couple or whatever but I never really liked it I mm. I actually really liked Raven and Robin. Uh, really? But, yes. I thought, I don't know. I just thought that they were cuter together. Uh-huh. <laughs> but this really endeared me to Beast Boy. And I like I liked Beast Boy, but I just didn't like, I didn't like him in the context with him and Raven. Mm-hmm. But this one, it did a really good job. It was just like, oh, they're so cute together. <laughs> so uh, good job. I now 100% support their relationship it's very cute um uh, but uh same thing with you guys like I want to know what the hell is going on and I really really like the fact that when they were like remodernizing uh remodernizing everything too because in this context Damien is Robin is the Robin that they're going with Uh usually it's um uh, Dick Grayson Mm. Uh, they, well, Dick Grayson was the original uh, member of the Teen Titans and stuff like that. Um, but it seems that they're gonna they're going with Damien, which is really cool and really interesting. And I've also loved the fact that they've made Damien brown because oh, yeah, he is, he's a, yeah, he's yes. a Middle Eastern heritage, right? So it's um, uh, I re- I really really dig that as well because when I was reading it at first, I was like, is this like I'm not sure who this is. And then they're like, oh, it's Damien. And I'm just like, oh, that's sick. And they made him like, they made him like really likable too. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he still has like his surly attitude. And I was going to say yeah, likable, yeah. but still true to his character, which yes. is very uh, interesting to me because I get so, I like, I want to like put him on a timeout when I read, <laughs> when I read books with him in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and I know that's his character and that, you know, that that's just uh, who he is. But in this particular story, it it was 
different in that it, it I liked him and but he still was true to his character yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I think I think that just speaks for Cammy's like ability to write teenagers very well mm-hmm. or at least like young adults adolescents and stuff like that so kudos to Cammy for being really really good at writing uh these very believable characters and making them very like appealing to some people who don't really like or people who don't really like know or understand their characters, because I think this is like a really good intro into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really, really enjoyed the book. I love the coloring. I love the art. I love the story and where it seems to be heading. I love the mystery that seems to be wrapped up in all of them. Uh, so I kind of, and now I kind of want to read the Beast Boy, uh, the original Beast Boy graphic novel as well, that I think she had a hand in writing mm-hmm. as well, but I'm not entirely sure um but she's been or they've both been doing gabrielle piccolo and cami garcia both have been doing a great job adapting these stories into a ya uh audience i think they've done a really great job yeah definitely yeah it's a new york times best-selling series so that's pretty cool i mean and, and there's a lot of little humor which i really really appreciate like when uh, Damien is like, I'm going to use my infrared scanner to pick up heat signatures. And then uh, she's like, it looks like a thermometer. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, well, to the naked eye. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, these cute little instances of humor are super adorable and funny. Uh, it, it just has a little bit of everything. It has humor, it has amazing storytelling, it has great art. Um, great character development and each one of the characters are fully developed and definitely leaves you with the cliffhanger like what is going on mm-hmm. what is Slade doing what is he doing with his ex-wife what's going on do so- any either of you know from either the animated series or reading books or whatever did Slade Wilson have anything to do with the forming of Teen Titans um he's definitely a villain right he's like um, a isn't he more like a like a an anti-hero type person he's a fucked up dad okay that's what he is like now i like honest to god that's like his whole thing he's a fucked up dad okay <laughs> basically um so yeah anti-hero villain uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> fine line but it's a fine it's a very fine line yeah but every just think of him as like a bad dad may be trying to do some good sometimes. Okay. <laughs> He's a shitty dad, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> so are we ready to actually rate it? Yeah. Yes. So I'll start. This is Kristen. And like I said, I loved this book from beginning to end. The writing was really great. Uh, endeared me to all of the characters. And I um, I did like the art, too. I love the coloring. It's just very it, it it's very reader friendly, no matter if you are a young adult or not. It's just I really enjoyed it a lot. So I'm giving it um, the whole panaderia. Well, this is Sarah, and I completely agree with Kristen. I'm going to give it the whole panaderia. The art was outstanding. The color palette was really great. The clothes on the teenagers were current. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can't begin to tell you how much I wince whenever I look at the old X-Men 
clothing choices. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, wow, guys, like, can you guys pick up a freaking magazine and see how people actually dress? But anyway, um, but it's amazing. It's really amazing. The story is amazing. It's very endearing. I loved it all. The whole panaderia. What about you, Jen? Uh, I am going to give it the whole panaderia as well because I really enjoyed it and kudos to them for making me like a relationship that I was previously like, eh, not super into. Um, um, and for like really adapting like these characters to like, I mean, I think in some form or manner, comic books are always going to be modern uh, mm-hmm. because they're definitely a very kind of modern concept, even if they were created in the 1940s. If we're going on a scale of like cultural, like artifacts and stuff like that, it's definitely pop culture and modern mm-hmm. at this point. But I think uh, like re redoing them and refocusing for a new generation of kids, I think that they're doing a great job of it. Absolutely. Well, that has been our book review. All right, guys, now it's time for En La Libraria. Jen, what do you have for us today? So En La Libraria is actually, this time, collector's (laughs) annual numbers one through six. Uh, (laughs) So, Kristen, can you tell us a little bit more about collectors? Yes, I will gladly tell you. Collectors is a weekly webcomic all about Eddie, who is an avid comic book collector who loves his wife and his comic book collection, but not necessarily always in that order. And yes, if you have not read Collectors, you are missing out. It is um, a webcomic that was created and developed by Eddie, who is my husband, and yours truly is one of the main characters. Um, it's uh, the the premise behind it is basically uh, Eddie writing in a Sunday style comic strip format um, where there are like panels where the you know the joke resolves at the end but a lot of it has to do with my character Kristen Eddie's wife um dealing with all of the craziness of being married to a comic book collector so if you are a comic book collector or you are married to a comic book collector or are dating a comic book collector, you will 100% identify with this comic. And so um, it is a web comic, but um, every every time a year um, is complete, he puts it all together in a print uh, form and adds uh, content that has has not been seen before and was not shared online. So there are a lot of cool... um, uh, levels for you to back it at and he just added um, cool enamel pins as well so definitely check it out yes and so eddie's goal right now is a three thousand dollar goal and he is currently at a thousand six hundred eleven with 44 backers and 24 days to go so uh please consider backing him it is a very feasible goal and Eddie has uh, done these Kickstarters for a while now, and he's usually successful. But please, if you want to get caught up and have his comic and see how him and Kristen uh, interact, but in a fan- in a different setting. <laughs> yes. And he likes to say when people ask, are these stories true? 
he likes to say some of them are based in real life and some of them are embellished, but we'll leave it up to you to decide which ones. Mm-hmm. And um, you can learn all about the Kickstarter and the comic by going to collectors on kickstarter.com. That's C O L L E C T O R S on kickstarter.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, actually, um, they release on Wednesdays now. And oh, uh, yes, you're right. And they uh, they benefit a lot. Like they release on on Instagram with, you know, like, cause you know, you can put up to 10 photos into mm-hmm. one post. So now you can just swipe to the left yeah. and read mm-hmm. the whole comic strip. O- or you can go on Facebook and follow them, too, and read it there. But let me tell you, sometimes it's it's a tough day and I'll open up Facebook or I'll open up Instagram and I'll laugh out loud at these comic strips <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, my God. And it'll brighten up my day. It makes a big difference. So it doesn't cost much to join or follow. But definitely pick up the book because it has extra content and it's just super funny. And I just I I actually am a big fan of the comic strip. It's a lot of fun to read. It's actually how Sarah and I met. That's right. Yes, <laughs> I remember the collectors is a matchmaker. all right guys now it's time for juntos y fuertes Kristen, what do you have for us today so i am sharing with you today something that was uh announced last week but in case you guys haven't heard i'm going to share you with you all about um Chispa, which is a new imprint by Scout Comics. Um, If you don't know Scout, they're one of the fastest growing independent comic labels in the U.S. And they are partnering with an independent production company called Mucho Mas Media to launch a Latinx brand of comics called Chispa. Their new imprint, helmed by veteran comic creator David Bowles, um, who wrote Clockwork Curandera, Hector Rodriguez III from El Peso Hero and Javier Chapa, uh, who writes Blue Miracle. Um, They created this imprint to explore within the global Latinx community and communities of color to find diverse creators and curate stories that are culturally relevant across various mediums of entertainment. And if you haven't heard... One of the very first books that is coming out is going to be Attack at Acapulco, A Black Demon Tale. And this book is written by none other than Sebastian, now Martinez Kadlecic. Um, You know Sebastian as the creator of the Eisner-nominated book, Quince, which we talk about all the time. And... Uh, This book is going to put readers in the middle of the busiest week of the season when things on the Pacific coast of Mexico are not as they seem. Uh, It's rooted. This book is rooted in the Mexican myth of the black demon, an ancient megalodon that lurks the seas. Ooh, I just got anxious. (laughs) Guarding nature at the behest of, I can't pronounce this, (laughs) Tlaloc, the supreme Aztec god of rain earthly fertility and water. So along with attack at Acapulco, Chispa will be releasing the fantastic flame, a new comic series written by Alex Segura, 
who has written Star Wars Podameron, Freefall, and Chantel Acevedo, who writes The Distant Marvels. Um, and it will be illustrated by Richard Ortiz. There's um, going to be a title called Thanks, uh, a limited series called Dial F for Foodie. And Ooh. guess what? 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 That one is by Aaron Duran. And the next one, Mashbone and Grifty. Ooh. Oscar Garza <laughs> and Pablo Escoval. Yes. Uh, they are going to be picked up by Scout Comics. Oh, how exciting. Oh, wow. oh, yes. Yes. oh, excellent. I mean, that's a great book. Yes. Yeah. Scout oh, is an independent publisher but they're like really they put out some consistently good stuff so i'm yeah. glad that they mm-hmm. noticed them and there's going to be uh, a horror anthology called katrina's caravan and that will be edited by david bowles and hector rodriguez so chispa is led by co-publishers david bowles hector rodriguez ceo javier chapa and creative director philip braun so this is all going to be uh this is all in the works and I'm not sure when o- Attack on Acapulco is coming out, but it sounded like they um, they just announced it uh, like a week or two ago on October 8th. So, um, yeah, I think they were uh, holding off to announce it at New York Comic Con. Yes. So um, that probably means that the book won't be coming out on solicitation for a couple of months. But keep your eye on it. Go to your LCS, make sure that they know that you're interested so that when those books come up on initial order, they will put the numbers in to reflect the interest. So I'm so excited. Congratulations to Scout, to uh, Mucho Mas Media, Chispa, and to Sebastian uh, for getting in on this project, which I am so, so happy about. Yeah, and uh, El Peso Thanks. Hero, Hero, he, I keep saying Hero, um, <laughs> and Hector, and also the team at Mashbone and Grifty. Congratulations to everybody. We can't wait to see all the content that comes out. It uh, sounds to me like we're going to be having lots of interviews coming up soon. Hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, now it's time for saludos. And saludos goes out to Crystal Gonzalez. Crystal Gonzalez, as you know, was our, um, when we did the panel at Latino Comics Expo, we interviewed Crystal Gonzalez, and she is writer of Into the Dark Comics, and she's just really amazing. So uh, check that out. Um, I believe you can go online and see our interview, our panel with her. Uh, th- thank you and saludos goes out to her because she was just such an amazing guest. Mm-hmm. And we had such a great time and we learned so much. And also personally wanted to thank her because I received my Halloween Look card. Look how cool that is. I, I got love mine it. too. You and did? I love it too. Oh, yep. I haven't got mine. She custom, custom drew on the envelope and sent me a card and I don't know if you guys can see this, but she even included a Halloweeny stamp. And I thought that was freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's just super freaking cool. The, you know, um, uh, attention to detail and all these wonderful things. Thank you so much for the card. Thank you so much for the stickers. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show. And thanks to uh, Latino Comics Expo t- for um, having us 
the pleasure and the honor of interviewing her on the panel for the virtual Latino Comics Expo 10th year anniversary. So saludos to Crystal Gonzalez. Thank you so much. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. Uh, where can they find us? You can find us at commodicycomics.com and on all the social media platforms. Just go to the website and all of the links are there. And um, send us an email at commodicycomics at gmail.com. Uh, where else? You can always just slide into our DMs very <laughs> nicely and appropriately <laughs> to say hi, ask questions. With taste. With taste. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe uh, on uh, YouTube where we have our Las Platicas and we just interviewed Jandro Gamboa, who is the creator of um, Monty Gomez is the Luchador and um, many, many other cool creators that we have interviewed and also on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We want to hear from you. Again, the first person, the very first person to leave a review and send us a DM or an instant message, however you would like to call it, telling us that you've left a review will win a Nickelodeon Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, oh, sleeping bag. Right. It's Ooh, so cool. That's right. Yes. And you know, it's getting cold out there, guys. So you might want to <laughs> get the sleeping bag. So again, you don't, there won't be a raffle, just the very first person to DM us and tell us, I've posted a review about you guys it doesn't have to be favorable you could be like we hate you you suck i <laughs> i don't care i will mail you this um this sleeping bag right away so claim Invested that price no. <laughs> <laughs> no no it's not a, it's in its box it's brand new guys so anyway um thank you so much for listening to our show we have been your host i'm sarah i'm Kristen, and i'm jen bye guys bye bye, bye.